Hello and welcome to The Brilliant Project, a podcast where we shed light on people who let their light shine bright. My name is Nico Belasco and I will be your host, taking you on this journey of light and inspiration as I embark on this new exciting venture of mine. For this episode, we have a 3D artist and animator. Hans Paulson is a friend of mine from middle school that I have always admired for honing the craft that he has. He's continuously let his light shine bright in everything that he does and pursues his passions head on. It has been years since we last saw each other, so I'm excited to welcome him onto the show today. So without further ado, let's all welcome Hans Poulsen. Hi, Hans. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me, Nico. Of course. And you know, like I mentioned earlier, it's been years. I think the last time that I saw you was in sixth or seventh grade, and that's been... Oh yeah, How many years? it's been a long time. Such a long time, man. People change so much too. Completely different person probably from now on. Exactly, and you know, I've had the pleasure of just watching you grow online and honing your craft. You know, I have seen you take on so many different ventures and um, take on so many different forms of art. And it's just so great to see how you've developed your crafts and your passions up to the point that it is. You know, today so it's just amazing to see that and i'm really happy and proud of you oh thank you i appreciate that so much so you know before we talk about you know where you're at now and the type of art that you produce i wanted to ask you what is art to you um let's see art to me is it's something that's just like expressive of someone or something um I mean, anybody can be involved in art um, in a sense. Every day is kind of art and um, it's whatever we make it, you know? Art is all around us constantly and it's it's what brings the world like to what it is now, if you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. without art, basically, I mean, there wouldn't be much to say about the world or any, any individual person, I would say. So art expresses, I think, our world and basically every individual to me. That's so true. And you know, when I, whenever people ask me what photography is to me, because I'm super into photography, um, my answer is always that we, it's everything. Like we live in a world full of beauty that's just waiting to be admired, right? And it's just a matter of us, you know, really opening our eyes and seeing that and appreciating it, you know, throughout our daily lives. And it doesn't have to be major appreciation. It could just be like, you know, looking at old art or it could be looking at, you know, your little brother's um, drawing. It's just a matter of appreciating yeah. and, yeah, taking into consideration the amount of time and work and effort that's been put into certain pieces. You know, you are creating your own art, too. So what inspires you to do what you do? Uh, well, first, I would say like my closest inspiration uh, would be revolving around my family, uh, more specifically my brother. Um, me and my brother work like side by side now a lot. Basically, in our, our house, we've kind of created like a studio. So I always get to see him uh, working. He's uh, an industrial designer involved in transportation design. So he's a car designer um, at the Academy of Art. And of course, working from home a lot, we have our um, our setup like right next to each other. So I get to see him grind every single day. And it's really probably the, the hardest thing I would say like anyone could do. Like he's up like 
more than he's able to sleep like almost every single day he's out and about either if he's working on a clay model at school the car itself or he's back home and then works one day a week so there's there's no time to rest and that just transfers over to me um, as far as inspiration and everything i do i just kind of apply that to every, every every type of medium most most definitely that's amazing and i I really, I really feel like if it's your passion and you're really passionate about what you're doing you know you, you said know. that you work so much it really doesn't feel like work sometimes it feels like you're just doing you're playing and you're having fun and you're enjoying it which i think is what life is really all about uh you know finding yeah. what works for you and what makes you feel alive because you know we, we only have so much time on this earth so we gotta we have to spend it doing stuff that we love right exactly 100 percent agree and that brings me to my next question actually i remember way back um you were actually creating your own line of clothes and i actually reached out to you um because i wanted to order some i think this was in like 2014 or 2015 yeah. Um, and I really loved your style because it was unique and it was um, it was you like it spoke volumes of your craft and your artistry. Um, and even if I was in the Philippines, I was like, let me just message him and see what he says. Like, let's see if he has any available, which you, you didn't at the time because you were sold out. And that just goes to show how awesome the line was. But um, what was it like creating your own clothes? Um, it, was, it was such a passion project, mostly. Um, the line was called One Cut, and I'm just going to bring the name in because it's kind of like how I created everything. So everything just started from like experimenting with just sewing, like beginning, just just so much trial and error and just seeing whatever fabrics I had around the house or like old clothes that I just didn't wear. And then it got into like actually messing around with um, an embroidery machine before I even had an embroidery machine, I was embroidering like on a regular sewing machine, which is like, so not good. Like it's the hardest thing to do. Um, but the name one cut, it was, um, it's supposed to be because of the turnaround time I would have with people's orders and stuff. It would be basically done overnight, you know, one man show <laughs> just, me and my sewing machine and then boom they would have their product like within the next day or two and um it was really about the whole saying i think it goes uh what measure twice cut once and i just switched it around and that became the name um and that just kind of applies to everything like that just saying so but yeah just it was such a passion project at the time and that was something that i really was inspired to do and continued to to branch off into other things, of course, until now. But yeah, it was a, it was a huge part of my life, to be honest, for like a good two to three years, just so in love with that. And you weren't the only one that was in love with it. So many people were, you know, appreciating you, your everything that you put out. I just um, remember seeing so many photos on Instagram and um, photos of our friends, you know, modeling it and showing how it's um, worn and everything. But I really did appreciate like the detail that you would put into it, you know, all the different designs and you could tell that they were all unique and they were different. It wasn't just uh, a line of, you know, similar clothes, but they all had their own message or they all had their own like look to it. 
And, yeah. you know, for a new designer, for someone who's just starting out, um, to see your your style speak for itself already at the start of your career, like, that's hard. People actually have to develop that as they go on in their careers. But to see you just start right off the bat and, you know, this is my style and just owning it, that's part of the reason why I was so amazed. And we were so young then, too. Like, I think we were only 15 or 16. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But, yeah, I was just blown away. And I actually, yeah, that's when I reached out and I said, hey, do you have any more? I want to buy. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just happy to see that it was doing great and you were able to, you know, really make a difference in in that aspect of your work. Um, but, you know, on the on the subject of style, I wanted to ask you if you could kind of explain your personal style. So I would say my personal style, I guess, more towards uh, relating to just wardrobe uh, would be, it's really changed in the past year or so, but uh, really have been focused on a lot of like Blade Runner themes, uh, Mad Max style, I found tons of different designers who create in that style, um, mostly from Los Angeles, but uh, shout out um, Stoic Years, uh, CY Chris, uh, 2144 Museum, There's some great designers. Basically, it's very like uh, apocalyptic, I guess you'd say. There's some military themes for sure. And a lot of the designers are just super just put together. Like they've mm -hmm. they've done it like that forever. Um, and that's their style. But I, I basically incorporated that a lot recently. And I try and buy a lot of one-off pieces. Um, my closet has a ton of one-off pieces. Uh, that is it just kind of very valuable to me that it's, a large part of my style is about that. So I like to, you know, have that down the road. Um, and those purchases are very important because I think they hold a lot of value. Um, and the reason like why I purchased it in the beginning, because when I do make the purchase of like a one-off piece from a designer, it really means like, okay, this piece I'm going to be able to wear for at least the next 10 to 20 years and it'll still be hot. Like that's how good it is. That's kind of how my style works, to be honest. I'll just search and just try and find like a piece that I can see. I'm like, yeah, I can wear that for the next like 10 years and not be tired of it or something like that. Um, just with everything, shoes, just top to bottom, just something like that. And just apply that to everything. And sometimes pieces are, they're not one-offs, but they're they, they have the same application of, you know, that's going to be really cool in like 10 years. Some kid is going to be like, yo, where the heck did you get that? And it's not going to be available, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah, that's my style, I would say. That's so cool because, you know, when we were seeing each other like way back in middle school, I don't think either of us really had, uh, you know, a passion for clothes or for style or for, our, you know, the art that we are into now. So it's just, it's really something to see the growth that you've had, you know, because I, I remember um, seeing you often in the, the Canyon Miles and, um, you know, mm -hmm. PE and just in the courtyard or whatever. And um, now look at you, like you are paving your own way and you're doing your thing, you know, you're owning your craft, you're 
making art and meaningful art at that. So it's just amazing to see how far you've come and to see the growth that you've, you know, gained throughout your journey. And it's just, I'm really blown away by that because it definitely is something. Oh, thank you. Yeah, if we're talking style, I mean, all of seventh grade, I wore, I literally wore a Cal Berkeley sweatshirt. It was a hoodie yeah. and um, some khakis. Like I literally, that was it. Like every single day I literally wore that outfit. I shamelessly not, I don't care. Like that's literally what I wore. Mm -hmm. And then eighth grade, I started to get into fashion more. And then it took off from there. But yeah, I literally came from nothing. Like I didn't care. <laughs> like, it was It was so bad. Well, I was on the same boat. Don't worry. I was actually wearing, uh, I was wearing cardigans with collared shirts and khakis. And I was really trying so hard. But then now that I look back, I'm like, what was I thinking? You know, but I mean, <laughs> you have no idea when you're in seventh grade, right? Like oh, you're yeah. still trying to find yourself, you know, but I think that's just all about, it's all part of the process and the journey. And, um, and yeah. it's just great to look back and laugh, you know, so. Yeah, just being a kid, basically. Um, so can you tell us what made you want to get into becoming a 3D artist and animator? Wow, that's a really good question. Um, so originally, I'll just take it back to, let's say, early 2020, uh, about January, February. Um, just even before then, it was like fall of 2019. And I was on Twitter and I just stumbled across like this incredible 3D artist. Like it got, you know, retweeted onto my timeline. Um, the username is no paradigms. And this guy had just been creating characters in 3D, like no other, like I've never seen. And I, you know, previously wasn't into like 3D design at all before then, like as far as, um, making characters from scratch or or just anything that was made in 3D. And it just like sparked my interest. And one thing that like connected it was it's like personal style. And I've always been in love with in video games, how you can create a custom, uh, a custom character with like clothes. Like I would literally spend like hours like in some lobby, like putting different clothes on. I'm like, not nah, like to switch it. So it's like, being able to do that, but then you're like, okay, we can make it from scratch in 3D, or I have like a concept for a character, and that's that's how we're gonna start. And then you can literally go from that and then create it, sculpt it, model all in 3D. And this guy was doing exactly that. And he would take like well-known characters, some Pokemon characters, some, uh, he did some for some rap characters, rap characters and it just of course got a lot of attention so yeah it was shared onto my timeline and i was super inspired and i spent like a couple weeks just trying to figure out what program he was using because he he wasn't saying at the time and almost every 3d program costs like a thousand dollars minimum up like most of them some of them are like two to three k uh, i think one of them's like five thousand and these are like annually too. So it's like, where am I gonna get that kind of money? I just wanna, you know, I wanna try something out, like a little test run, like a little trial. And it turns out the program that he's using is called Blender, it's a 3D software. And it's been around for a long time. And the cool part about this program is 
it's free and it's open source. So it's all done by a community of 3D artists, developers and designers. And they've all like literally built this program from scratch basically and still work on it. And it's now become, it's this program is now being used like in, in the industry by a couple uh, small houses, uh, design houses and stuff. And it's literally come that far. So I was like, whoa, like I need to download this program right now. So that's what I did. And the first couple of months, literally, it was still 2019. I had no idea what was going on. I was like trying to figure out tutorials and such. And I just had no idea how to use the program at all. It was so overwhelming. Like I was, I was pretty good at Photoshop and it made Photoshop look like it was, oh my God, it's just insane. Wow. Um, yeah, just having no experience at all and jumping into something like that was incredibly challenging, but inspiring at the same time. So fast forward to 2020, um, there, I took a big break off of it because I was in school at the time and I was just focusing on school. And I was like, you know what, it was like March and of last year and I was, I was like, I really need to like get down and just like start learning, like really like tackle it. So I just started a bunch of tutorials and stuff all off of YouTube, like literally YouTube university, man. Yeah. Like it was so good. Like there's so much content out there on almost anything. So I did that for a couple of months and then I started taking it seriously in June that's when I like really went crazy about like learning. Like I wasn't talking to like anybody. I was like, just like me and the program. <laughs> <laughs> like it was literally like that. And that's when I like, I started to get better, I would say. But yeah, I mean, that one artist literally sparked a inspiration in me to like, just go after it. I was like, this is crazy. I have to learn it. And I mean, now I can literally say like from hobby to like, this is my full-time thing. Like, this is going to be my career. Like, this is what I want to do hundred percent. Like wake up every single day and I don't even sleep at night. Like, like literally all I think about is like doing this. And I think that's what life is all about. And I kind of like found that right now, but, um, Hey man, these can change later down the road, but this is looking pretty good for me right now. But it's literally that big. Like I literally, I'm like a hamster wheel at night, just like thinking like brain is just on like 24 seven about 3d. Um, yeah, that that's basically the journey so far. Wow. That is so cool. And you know, just to know that it stems off this one post that you saw on Twitter, like that is amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it just goes to show that you need to be ready for anything because you don't, you never know what life will throw at you. And, um, you know, one thing that I always like to share with people is just to trust your gut because, um, like you mentioned, it's, it's an expensive software that, you know, people kind of struggle with because it's so expensive. Right. But if you really feel that, you know, this is something that could help you or be beneficial in the long run. And, you know, obviously for you, this was something that did benefit you. And is yeah. still beneficial. So, you know, really just trust your gut, guys, because that will definitely take you a long way in life. Um, and you never know what great things will come out of taking risks. I was talking to 
um, someone on the podcast in the last episode about um, how she was the editor in chief of like Cosmopolitan here in the Philippines. She ran a bunch of other magazines too. And she said, you know, I, I was careful with the things that I did, but I also was sure to take risks. And, you know, I don't know if it was me not being, you know, logical sometimes, but those risks, the, the risks that I took actually benefited me more than, you know, staying in the same position and just staying stagnant ever would have. So I would highlight that guys definitely take risks and, you know, look at the possibilities and not, you know, all the things that could go wrong because there's always more possibilities. Can you tell us a little about, you know, your favorite pieces that you've done or like the, the clients that you've worked with or anything about your career? Sure. Um, I would say that one of the favorite pieces uh, so far, I did this kids see ghost piece. It was last July, I believe. Um, it did really well on both platforms and I was just really happy with the result. It was kind of like the first project where there's no like goal of like, oh, this has to blow up or anything, but it finally got like more traction. And it, um, it was just a piece that just told me that I was kind of on the right path or right track to doing better, you know, or in the right direction. And a lot of time, of course, went into it. And I was just super focused, like the whole time creating in 3D. And it's just when I started to like feel some of my skills were like really starting to build up as a beginner too. Like I'm going to be a beginner for a long time in this program and everything. But yeah, it was just something that uh, the people really liked and I really liked as well. The result was great. And that's kind of what pushed me into really just getting, just going further, just taking everything like 10 steps further, like just go harder, like every single time. Um, some of my clients that I've worked with uh, recently that I've been lucky to work with um, really all started in the past year uh, of 2020. I would say uh, the first major one was Being Global. It's a brand um, from Los Angeles. It's a fashion brand. And they primarily focus um, in their advertising around 3D and animation. And I took a huge risk. So the owner, Christian Beal, um, I just re I quote tweeted uh, his tweet. It was one of those large posts with, you know, it's like so many products sold. He, he had all his rugs out, is this rug design. And I've been following him for about a year. So I, was, I just quote tweeted him and he responded within like a minute because I said, all I want to do is work with him. And then he was in my DMs and then it just took off from there. And um, we created a character that's actually unreleased still, um, but that pushed me. It's probably one of my best pieces of work too, still today, it's 50 plus hours. Um, I did this in September. This is like, two months into like taking it seriously. And it's like pretty incredible work. I will say this like, and now I've done like um, two pretty large commercials for him, um, advertisements. Uh, their Instagram is being.jpg and Twitter is being global ENT. Um, but yeah, it was super hard work. I actually did 
one of the largest commercials it was in los angeles uh it was just down there for the fall like just in this little apartment had my laptop and i was down there in los angeles trying to get experience um even if i couldn't go that to many places or anything i was still just locked in and i was down there trying to just live on my own mostly and i created this commercial it was only 40 seconds in 3d but it took almost a month uh, just from start to finish. There was so much. I was limited to mostly just my, you know, my laptop that could barely take anything at the time. I mean, the MacBook Pro is, is not ideal for any type of 3D heavy lifting. So if you're listening, do not use <laughs> a MacBook Pro and try and push your limits. It's You're just going to get cut off pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, I had the opportunity to do that. I still work with him pretty closely. And the other large one is that I work for actually part of officially for the brand is called Sensitive Creatures. Uh, they're also Los Angeles based. Um, I'm good friends with the owner, Darius, and really just come like a long ways, like literally just reached out on Instagram. He reached out early, I think last last March of 2020. And I had the opportunity to work with him in person, actually, when I was in Los Angeles, multiple times. And just connected from there and just actually got like the full, you know, interaction instead of like back and forth waiting type of deal. So that was super cool. Um, brand is like super well known now. Uh, like, Literally, it's on the likes of like some NFL players. I can't even remember the names. Um, Don Tolliver, uh, Hit Boy, and many others. Sony Digital, just some really big names. Um, and it's so cool that I work really close with them. Like, it's just incredible. Like, Shadow Darius, um, Sensitive Creatures. Yeah, those are my biggest ones right now. Um, currently working with. Uh, Tyler Coolidge, who's a R&B artist and rap artist from originally from the Bay Area. I think he lives in uh, San Diego right now, but Bay Area, Bay Area legend for sure. Um, super cool. Be working with him, um, doing work for his rap album that's coming later this year. Um, I can't take or I can't say too much. It's a little unofficial right now, but that's coming later this year and he has uh, his RB album dropping in May. So might have some work there. A little sneaky, but yeah, those are my biggest clients for now. Um, do a lot of work with um, Kyrie as well, Kyle Estabio. And he's a DJ from Bay area, of course. Uh, super cool guy, really good friends with him. I'm just like his, his go-to. So yeah, those are those are my clients, and it's been incredible so far. Like this, this is a hobby, like last year. So doing this, like people like believing in you, to, you know, this is going to be put out on this platform with this many followers seeing it, and it's literally some kid in the bedroom with a laptop now PC, but like that's that's crazy to me, you know, <laughs> like. Like, I'm not like a, you know, studied five-year 3D artist or anything. Like, I literally just started 
last June. I will literally say that. So to be able to get these opportunities is just every time something comes in, oh God, it's incredible. I just honor each one. But yeah, that's that's been my journey so far. Wow, I have no words. That is so awesome. <laughs> like you started in last June, right? And just to yeah. just to see how much you've done in this span of time, you know, people like really do need to know that it's all just a matter of really honing your craft and, you know, taking the skills that you have and running with it, right? I mean, yeah. I don't think that you would be where you're at right now if you were not taking risks, first of all, and of course, second, taking the time to really study everything about um, what you're doing. And that's extremely important too, research. So yeah. it's just amazing. I can't, like, I really do not have words to, you know, I'm just <laughs> so proud of, you know, how far you've come in this short amount of time. And I'm excited to see, you know, what's in store for you because that, the fact that you're able to accomplish so much in this past year is just amazing. Oh, thank you, man. It means the world. Seriously. Yeah. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted to ask you, um, I believe in order for you to do good in your respective field of art, you have to really hone your craft. Mm. How did you really sit down and hone yours? That's, that's a big question. So really, I mean, just starting from June and further on till till here we are now, but it's been such a like incredible journey so far that honestly, I wouldn't be able to get the type of work I've done without, you know, going insane, like literally turning myself inside out, working like night in every single day. And the whole owning your craft thing was like, I would define that by like, I literally the projects I did I had, I will say this up front right now. I had no idea how to do any of the commissions that I was, uh, had the opportunity to do. Like that was granted to me. And I took them on like straight up. I had no idea how I was going to get the first character I did in September. I was like, I'm in for a good one. Like, <laughs> I don't know how this is going to turn out, but man, and that worked with like every single one. And that's how I'm like, okay, well, if I was able to do the character, I can work my way into some type of animation. Like, however small it may be, like, I don't care how hard that was. Like, let's just, let's just take it up a notch. And that's kind of how everything has to have happened by now. Like every single animation afterwards or every 3D render has been literally defined by how much do I want to like, give in in a way like how much do i want to lose by everything else around me my time um personal life all of that like spending time with others all of that like literally has been devoted to just giving in and just like being a sponge and just like soaking up like so much every single day like tutorials every single day like no matter if you don't want to watch it because it came to a point where I'm like, you know, in some pieces of work, I'm like, yo, I, I got to watch like 10 tutorials to figure out how to do that. <laughs> like, like it's, it's not even a joke. Like there's so many times where um, just had so many hiccups or you have to like, you know, cut half the video and then spend another 40 hours um, rendering the rest 
because of like one two second mistake um wow there's so much like devoted to just like i was just so determined like every single time like and it just became like owning my craft became that like was because i was so determined and it's gotten me to where i am today basically and i wouldn't be able to do any of the stuff that i've done right now or take on a new commission without doing that first one like at all like, that's literally like that first commission has gotten me to where i am today basically otherwise i'd just be doing like personal projects here and there and i'd be able to push myself but it's not the same way when someone asks you that to do something that you have no idea how to do like when you're put in that position and your back is against the wall like something either is not going to come out at all or something great is going to come out like that's there's no in between in my opinion and that's just how it is like of like how i've owned my craft so wow that is so amazing and you know the fact that you were really just sacrificing so much like you said you know time with others you know rest sometimes sleep because you have to do your research and make sure that you have all the knowledge you need to make whatever it is that you're working on the best that it can be that is it says a lot and um i really do believe that you know nothing really comes easy we always do have to sacrifice something to get a good result or to get the best result and um it's just amazing to see how much effort that you're putting into it because i believe that it's coming back um and you know you are just doing amazing things and i'm really in awe of the fact that you did this in such a short amount of time and you were able to do so much um and that just goes to show that if you're passionate about something you know there's really no limit as to how far you can take it and it doesn't matter if it's just in a week or um in 3 years or it it doesn't matter how long it takes you you will get there as long as you put in the work that's necessary to get there so hats off to you hans oh thank you so much man and you know i wanted to ask you have you ever received any criticism for your work like any negative criticism or <laughs> any criticism at all and if so like how did you deal with it i would say very minimal uh with anything regards to 3D and animation uh recently in the past year uh just because that's been my main focus of work and yeah i would say honestly i've been lucky i guess but it's also i feel a lot of people see that i've been putting in the work even if they don't say anything i think they still acknowledge that okay he's come from here to there and this is how much work it took but each you know piece of work shows a different level of like input and work and there's not much room i think for people to criticize something they don't know much about in most cases um fortunately right now i guess i would say most of my following is not uh 3d artist related of course or design like it's probably like 5 to 7% is in that category so i would say that's like that's how much you know percentage of people would like actually maybe want to criticize something um so i feel like yeah there's been very minimal criticism of like any of my work right now um I have my own brother to, you know, he criticizes my work, but he's he's the one who makes my work amazing, you know. 
it's like, do you want to stop here or do you want to make it that good? You know? And that's just like, that's all I need. Basically. I just need one voice in a way that oversees and yeah, everything else is kind of just background noise. You know, it's like, I, I wanted to make it this way. So I did. And that's just kind of how everything goes. Um, you know, if it's work for a brand or, um, personal project, they're, they're kind of just two different things and people can tell right away. So to be able to criticize something is, um, I don't know. I feel like you have to have a very strong opinion in, in the first place of why you're kind of right, you know, of being able to criticize in the first place. So yeah, it doesn't leave, I don't think I leave much room for people to criticize at the moment. Until um, I start to get more 3D artists following and such, mm -hmm. <laughs> then it's like, okay, we're opening a larger door. It's like, okay, yeah. here's everyone else, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, that's the way I see it, but I've been lucky, I guess. That's great, though. I, I like the fact that you really bounce ideas off your brother. Um, it's something that I used to do with my mentors in photography. I would always show them my work and be like, hey, how can I improve? Can you give me pointers on lighting or this and that? Um, yeah. And I think that's just, um, it's really important to have an accountability partner in that sense because, you know, you could be working on your craft and you could be doing um, so well in your eyes, but then, you know, other people might have opinions and they might have, they might point something out that makes your, uh, your art better or it, that improves your art in some way. So um, yeah. one thing that I want to share with everyone is that if you do encounter any harsh criticism or any criticism at all, um, take it, uh, don't take it to heart, you know, make sure that you're open-minded and that you're willing to really take into consideration the points that they're giving you because, you know, if it's not one that you agree with, really analyze how you, how you, taken the information because it might, they might have some really good points, right? And you never know until you actually are open-minded enough to really just take in the information the best way that you can, um, because it's inevitable. Like um, people won't always like your work. I've come across yeah. so many people who have tried to tell me that my photos aren't great because they're unconventional or I should shoot like this. I shouldn't do this in a shoot or I shouldn't do this, uh, that. And, you know, it, it can be a lot to take in sometimes, but, um, you know, as with any craft that you are developing, you know, there's going to be criticism somewhere on the, the road of your journey, but you're just going to have to learn how to deal with it and really use it to your advantage because these people, um, they could be big lessons for you in the future. And, you know, you're going to look back someday and just be like, oh yeah, I'm grateful that I took this from this person or I, I learned this from this person because otherwise I wouldn't have seen it. So yeah, criticism can isn't always a bad thing. That's so, one thing that I've learned at least. And I'm, I'm grateful that um, people have really pointed out what they have to me because it's helped me along my journey. And I'm sure that you know, the perspective of your brother has helped you too. So. Oh yeah, that's yeah, 100%. So, you know, you have a lot going on, you know, you're doing a lot of research still, and you're also producing, you're working with different companies and people, uh, you know, with everything going on in your life, what inspires you to keep pushing? Um, other, besides my brother, of course, um, 
just kind of just determined that, you know, this is my passion and to continue doing this and building it to what I want it to be is there's only kind of one option. You know, there's, I can sit back and like take it day by day, like really easily, or, you know, I want to really put in the work, then I have to be super determined to do that and day every single day as well. Um, even if some days aren't spent working, it can be just spent learning. So I really just focus on kind of the, the goal ahead of me. And that is to, you know, be the best that I can be in my own field. And, you know, my work is not going to look like anybody else's or whatever, because I don't need it to. And that's important. And everyone else's should be have their own individuality. And there's a reason for that, you know, it's like how you started and such. And that's what makes you you. So there's like a longer lifespan that I see is creating your own type of work instead of like creating a piece of work that looks like this category or such. Um, because it kind of just develops like your own style. And then that produces you to keep building that style for years and years. And people, um, they see that they're like, Oh, they'll be like, Oh, that's Nico's work. You know, you want people to say that, or that's Hans's work. That's, that's the goal basically. And to separate myself that that's kind of what drives me every single day and just inspiration. Like there's so much, so much inspiration I look at every day, um, especially on Pinterest art station. Um, I'm literally collecting, like I'm on Pinterest more than Instagram. <laughs> and I have like folders that have like over 700 each of just inspiration um, of just like design uh, concept designs and such and animation styles that basically like you take this one and then this one and I merge it together. But then when I'm, you know, in the program, something else comes out of it. So that builds your own style basically. And yeah, every single day just, just have inspiration around me. Um, it doesn't have to be just media too. Um, it's mostly just friends as well. Like what are your friends doing? Um, what are they not doing and such? And you can just apply that to your own path. And, you know, I have these friends that want me to succeed and they want me to, you know, be the best I can be, of course, of what I'm doing. And they're here to support always. So that's, that's a main inspiration as well my brother friends and just all the inspiration out that's so true um really finding inspiration in other people that's key especially in in art um and i, I like what you mentioned also about you know having your own style and um that's one of the things that i love about art too is that you get to really express yourself creatively you know in fashion or in art um you know 3d and animation you know there's so many different ways that you can express yourself and that's, I'm, I've always been drawn to all the different styles that people produce in um, their respective fields of art because it just, it's an extension of themselves. And you really get to see how people kind of like view the world or how they view life just based on their, how they make their art, how they create and how they produce. Um, and I, I do believe that uh, your art is an extension of yourself, your thought process, and 
um, really your capabilities. But of course, I it's just a matter of perspective too. And I feel like it's downplayed a lot of the time, but um, it evokes emotion too. And it's just amazing that, you know, certain artists have a way of really playing with their their work and really making you feel something. So I wanted to ask you, what are some of the things that you want people to feel out of certain pieces that you've produced? Um, the biggest thing that I've focused on so far is making the work look easy. It's like the hardest thing to do, like literally the hardest thing to do. And making it look easy is kind of defined for me in a couple of ways of, is it easy to read um, off the screen or, you know, if it's a, if it's a print or something like that, of a piece of work, um, or could you like define your style without even having the person's work in front of you? And that's super important to me because if you can't, then I don't know if like the artist is speaking enough to you or if you understand them correctly. Um, but yeah, and it's like a certain level of production quality, of course, uh, that I like to kind of top every single time, every piece of work. There's always that, like always going to be that every time. And then sometimes it's going to feel like, oh, this piece didn't really, you know, top the last one. But it's okay because, like, that's how you get to, like, another level, in my opinion. And that's kind of been driving me to do that for all of my viewers. Um, even if a piece doesn't feel like it's better than the last or you feel, like, a little stagnant or kind of plateaued for a little bit. There's like so much better coming around the corner, in my opinion, because you're either going to look at that and say, OK, what can we work on for the people basically to see? Like what what's going to really like drive this person to stay on this piece of work for like five minutes when it's like an image or if it's an animation, what's going to make them watch it four times in a row? Like there's so much going on. Um, but as far as like, if I want to be more specific with animation, like sound design, in my opinion, has been like selling animations. Like if you have good sound design, I mean, the animation can be kind of like just crap. And if you have good sound design and it lines up with the animation, it's going to go good. Like it's going to, you're going to get the viewer to feel like they're there and whatever it is. and they're going to want to watch it again or they're going to want to, you know, share it or something like that. Sound design, um, good lighting. There's so many things that go into like my work now, like compositing, color grading, super important. If it has a good color grade and a cinematic feel, like I basically want all my animations to feel like it's just a movie, like just like a short snippet from a movie. Like it's not a TV show. It's not a cartoon. Like, I want it to feel very cinematic. Like, if, you know, a movie had this small budget to produce um, a minute, boom, what is it going to look like? And then it, it's got to look like my piece of work. So that's that's my ideal, you know, that's what I want to deliver um, when someone looks at my work. Yeah, it's so cool how you really developed your own style and you have um, this, this goal in mind and how you how you want to portray it and what you want to portray. 
So, uh, you know, my last question for you, Hans, is uh, the podcast is the Brillier Project, and Brillier is actually a French word that directly translates to shine. So I wanted to ask you, how do you let your light shine bright? That's a good question. Um, I would say more focused now on just being unapologetically myself, like just let it shine like that. That would be my biggest way for me to, to shine itself. And when I do focus on that, then everything kind of just like falls out. It's like, it is the background noise. Like any voices that's kind of like, just, you know, talking over you, you're not this, you're not that, you're not going to go anywhere, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, you should get a job. Like, what are you doing? Like, like, even if you're just by yourself working from home, like in my situation, I'm like on that path right now, just like putting in the work. And even though I don't have a formal education in what I'm doing, um, I'm still gonna, you know, let my light, let my light shine by what I'm doing right now. Like it is shining because of everything I'm doing right now, like putting in an incredible amount of work um, from home all by myself, just like I am teaching myself. So without that, then I wouldn't really have much shine or anything to shine with. Um, you know, people know me as being a very determined person, my closest friends, and like, he's going to get the job done. No matter what. So that that's just what, you know, that's how I shine, I guess. And being just a you know, working towards being a greater human being, of course, and, you know, just being like the best version, of course, as cheesy as it sounds. But yeah, being the best version of myself, um, being a good friend, being a good, you know, communicator with clients and brands, just being a good person. That's how I'm supposed to shine. Awesome. And I like what you mentioned about putting in the work you know, my dad always tells me that hard work pays off. And I truly believe that your hard work is paying off. And, you know, it's just going to keep paying off because you're putting in so much effort into this. And you really are making big moves. Um, and I believe that it's going to be coming back in tenfold to you soon. And I'm just so excited to see how how far you'll go with this and where what um, lies in the future for you because there's so much in store. And thank you so much, man. I really appreciate everything you said today. And all the questions have helped me, you know, really think about like where I'm at right now and just process, okay, we're we're in the right direction and everything. So I'm really grateful for this. Yeah, just keep at it. You know, thank you so much, Hans, for hopping onto the show and dropping your words of wisdom. I really hope that people really take into consideration everything that you've shared and applied in their own lives because, you know, owning your craft can definitely take you a, a long way in life. Yeah. To everyone out there listening, stay up to date with upcoming episodes by following The Brillier Project on Instagram and Facebook at T-H-E-B-R-I-L-L-E-R Project. And don't forget to follow and like us here on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Again, I'm your host, Nico Velasco. Thank you for listening and don't forget to let your light shine bright.